Hello everybody, it's great to see you here today. So we are really excited about 40 Days of Prayer that starts this coming Wednesday. There is never a bad time to pray, it is always good to pray, but sometimes it feels like an especially important time to pray and this to us here at CBC feels like one of those times. So let me tell you about uh, what we're doing for 40 Days of Prayer and why for the benefit of any of you that have joined us more recently and just as a reminder for us all about what's coming up and as an encouragement for us all to join in. And then after that I want to bring a little bit of teaching based on the second half of the passage that we heard read for us from Matthew chapter 6, the section about fasting. The first part of that passage, the part about the Lord's Prayer, is quite familiar to us. The things that Jesus says about fasting, less so. And I want to think together a little bit about why fasting can be such a positive thing to do together when we pray. So we are feeling called to a concerted season of prayer together. The last 11 months have been hugely challenging for each and every one of us. That's an understatement, isn't it? And we are still in a, the midst of uncertainty ahead. And what we want to do is set aside the season of Lent, the, the 40 days leading up to Easter, as a time to come to God in a more focused way for prayer. And so 40 days of prayer starts this coming Wednesday, that's the 17th of February. The idea is that on each of the 40 days of Lent from Monday through to Saturday there will be a post, a prayer post, every day on the CBC blog for you to find. You can find it on the homepage of our website chichesterbaptist.org and click on blog and you'll see the post there each day. And each prayer post will follow a set theme for the week and there will be as you click on it maybe a video from someone of the church family leading us in prayer there might be some prayer points for us to follow to pray or some other kind of invitation form of prayer and there will be six big themes over six weeks themes like health or the world or the generations and so on and the plan is to make the blog available from six o'clock in the morning every day so you can check at any time that's convenient to you and to join us in prayer. You might choose to pray at the same time every day. Maybe you want to pray in your household over breakfast or pause in your working day in the middle. Whatever works for you to stop and pause and pray together as a church family each day. And as well as praying as individuals in this way daily, we also want to make space to pray together. And so for this Lent period, we will be hosting a weekly Zoom prayer event uh, every Wednesday at eight o'clock for 45 minutes each Wednesday evening. And that starts this Wednesday. So I'd love it if you joined me uh, to pray together and to worship together and to commit this 40 days to God. We will pause and seek God together at the beginning of this period, this coming Wednesday night at eight. I just feel as I think about this season ahead that God will do more than just listen to our prayers in this season which of course he will do. He always hears our prayers. It's always good to bring our petitions to him but I just sense that it will do something important in us as a community of faith together as we depend on God in this way. I want to encourage us to be open and to listening to the Lord too and to share what we feel that he is saying with us. 
we're so hoping that this will be a positive and energizing and encouraging time together as we seek God collectively in this season. Who knows what he'll do in our world and nation as we pray, but also in our lives as individuals and how he might lead us as a CBC community going forwards from here. Prayer and the Lord's Prayer is something that we hear about and teach about quite regularly. We've had some of our CBC online services in recent months focused around prayer and teaching about prayer recently. But the second half of our Matthew 6 reading is less familiar to us. It's the bit about fasting. And I've called this message Prayer and Fasting Dependence on God, because at its heart, that's what this is about. That's what fasting at its heart is about. Matthew 6, 16 to 18. When you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Matthew 6 is part of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus teaches his disciples about how to live and he assumes that fasting is a part of our discipleship. Fasting is a bit of a neglected discipline which lots of Christians don't really know about or really practice but it can be so important and helpful to us in our prayers. It's interesting that we talk about prayer and we talk about Bible study and we talk about giving money and other things as part of our discipleship when we become Christians, but we don't really talk about fasting. And yet it can be so helpful to us as individuals and it can add a dimension to our collective praying as a community as well. At its most simple, the definition of fasting is going without a food, going without food for a period of time in order to pray. Fasting is making the decision to miss a meal or meals uh, for a day or a few days in order to spend more focused time with God. And the time that I would normally spend uh, cooking and eating, instead I set aside that time to pray and give over that time to praying. My mum, when I was growing up, was one of those mothers who thought it was the most heinous of crimes to go without breakfast. If I was late for school, let's say I'd overslept or something, she, was, she still just would not let me leave the house without breakfast. It was the most important meal of the day, she would always say. In fact, my mum is uh, one of those mums that just likes to feed people generally. It's her mission in life to give people food at any point. And so going without a meal in our household, well, it just wouldn't happen. If fasting is new to us, it can take us a little while to get our head around why fasting is a helpful part of life for the Christian why it can become a central part of our praying and our discipleship as we serve God. Looking at our passage, it's worth making the point that actually the Bible just assumes that we'll fast. Look at verse 16, it says, when you fast. Jesus assumes that it is normal for a Christian to fast. It doesn't say, if you fast, you know, if you decide that you are feeling super holy or you've got something really significant going on, if you decide to fast, it says when, when you fast, it's assumed, it's linked with prayer, verse 5, when you pray, 
and when you fast. The Bible assumes that it's normal for Christians to fast. Right throughout scripture we see that feasting and fasting is an important biblical tradition. Feasting and fasting runs throughout the Old Testament. There are times to feast, to eat together, to celebrate together and there are times to fast, to set time aside, to pray. And it's true in the New Testament too. Jesus fasted when he began his public ministry. The Christians at Antioch fasted when they sent Paul and Barnabas off on mission. Paul fasted when he was appointing elders in the churches. And so it goes on. Jesus assumes here in our passage that it is normal part of the Christian life, a normal spiritual discipline, I guess, to fast. Food is essential for life. It's essential for the balance in our bodies, created by God for that reason. And when we fast, what we're saying, we're saying, God, you are more important to me even than my most basic human need. What we're saying is, I am choosing God to put you above even the very thing that I need to stay alive. I, Lord, am fasting to show that you are first in my life. I want to show you, God, that I am hungry for you. Fasting helps me to express my absolute dependence on God and my desire to know him more deeply. The first time that I properly fasted was when I was at university and um, two friends and I, we lived in a house together and we'd heard a bit of teaching about fasting. We'd never done it before. And so we decided to set aside two days to pray. We read that it should be a secret so we didn't tell anyone else we were doing it. And we agreed that we would do that together and to fast and to pray. And we decided on two days. Now, two days is quite a lot to start with. Uh, it's recommended just to fast one meal or at the most a day if you've never fasted before but anyway we were keenies and we decided on two days. Now we lived together which helped so whenever it was a meal time in our household we were able to set aside that time to pray and if we were up at university at lunch times we would find somewhere to meet together and to pray. Now it wasn't easy actually I found it quite difficult but I can honestly tell you it was a brilliant thing to do and I really felt God's presence and power at work in me in a way that it's hard to describe and it really helped me to connect with God in a deeper way. As an aside, after those two days of fasting, we decided to break our fast with a trip to McDonald's. Can I just say that's not a wise thing to do after a two day fast is to break your fast with McDonald's. Don't do that. But there as a university student, my fasting journey began. Now, since then, I've had phases. I've had phases of doing it a lot. I've had phases of doing it not at all for seasons. But generally speaking, fasting has become part of my spiritual discipline and part of my prayer life. So we've read that the Bible assumes that we'll fast. We can think of it as a spiritual discipline, along with other disciplines like Bible study and giving and worship. It's part of our maturity with Jesus. And at its heart, it's about dependence. There are some things that fasting isn't, which our passage also highlights for us. 
really important to remember that fasting is not to impress anyone. That's what the Pharisees fasted for. Have a look at verse 16 of our passage. When you fast, Jesus is saying to them, when you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they're fasting. Jesus is not to let people know that you're fasting. It is just too easy to be proud. Pride is at the heart of our human nature, isn't it? We have to stand against it. And it's easy when we're fasting to feel proud. You know, no, thank you. I won't have a chocolate brownie today. Um, thanks. I'm fasting. You know, what are we saying? We're saying, I won't have a chocolate brownie because I'm being super holy and I'd really like you to know about it. The Pharisees fasted on Mondays and Thursdays. Why? because they were the market days, the busiest days. There were more people out and about to impress with their holiness. And Jesus is just really clear that that's the wrong motive. Fasting is about me and about God, nobody else. It's certainly not to impress anybody at all. And it's also not to twist God's arm. And this is really important as well. One of the reasons that we might fast, which I'll mention in a moment, is if there are big things going on in our lives that we want to commit to God and seek him over in our lives, in our church maybe, or, or in the world. But we've got to remember that fasting is not a way of us twisting God's arm. We're not into manipulating him into doing our will. You know, not, not saying, look God, I'm really, I'm fasting, I really mean it, please, please give me what I want. What we're doing is to connect with his will on a deeper level. As I've said, at its heart, it's about showing dependence. It's saying, God, I need you. I'm dependent on you. I'm hungry for you. Sometimes we might fast for particular reasons. It's good to part fast just because, just because it's part of our prayer life, just as part of our discipline as Christians. But we might fast for two particular reasons. One often is to hear from God and to seek his guidance. When we fast, God speaks to us, which of course isn't surprising. We've, we've set aside some time to pray and to focus on God as we fast. And so it's not a surprise then that God will speak to us as we've given him space to do so. And seeking guidance is one of the most common reasons that I have fasted in the past. For example, I fasted and prayed about the decision about whether CBC was the right church to come to, for example. I just really wanted to commit that decision to God and, and hear from him about what was right. In Acts chapter 13, the church leaders at Antioch fast for some guidance. It says in Acts 13 verses 2 and 3, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. During their fast, as they worshipped and prayed and fasted, they heard from God and he guided them. We might choose to fast to seek God for guidance we might also choose to fast to intercede especially for others, an individual, or for our church or for the world. It's good to fast if we're concerned for someone else. Sometimes a church will pull together and pray and fast for an individual. Or if there are significant things happening in our church life or in the nation or the world. Which actually is where we're at right now, isn't it? We fast and pray, calling on God to intervene at a time when we really need him to do so, 
to ask him for his mercy in our nation and in the world. If ever there was a time to show our dependence on God and to call on him to intervene, it's now. So this is why, as well as calling the church to 40 days of prayer, setting aside time to pray and to intercede together, that's also why we are suggesting that you might like to add in some kind of fast into your praying. And we're suggesting, if you'd like to, that you join us to fast on a Wednesday. That's the time when collectively we are coming together to pray. How about fasting in some way as well? You might want to set aside a meal during the day and set that time aside to pray, or more than one meal if you want. I would want to say to you, please don't fast if it's not wise to do so. If for whatever reason you need to eat regularly or if you are ill or have an eating disorder, if you are pregnant, please don't fast if it's not wise to do so. Any of us could try fasting from something other than food as well, that's valid. How about fasting from social media for the day or from television for the day? I wonder if those things might actually be harder for some of us than food. And that would also be a way of saying, God, you are first in my life. You are important to me. And the time that you would have spent doing those things, set aside to pray. Friends, I am so looking forward to these 40 days together. It feels significant to me and to us. When we come together this Wednesday, we'll begin to pray and commit this to God and seek him and ask him that this will be a powerful time of prayer together that he would intervene in our lives and in our nation and our world. And I'm also praying that he might do something deep in me and in us as a community. Who knows what God might say to us as he leads us forward as a church and where he will lead us. I'm so looking forward to it. Please do join us. Please be blessed as we depend on God in prayer together. Why don't we spend a few moments praying together now? Let's pray. And let's just come with a posture of openness to our God. Maybe you feel stirred as we've shared today about 40 days of prayer Maybe you just want to commit yourself and say, yes, God, I'm, I'm up for this, I'm in. Maybe you want to pray and think about whether fasting is the right thing for you to join with us in. But let's just bring this word dependence to mind. Let's open ourselves to him. Let's just acknowledge that he is God as we are here together today. And we say, Jesus, we are dependent on you. We are dependent on you for our very next breath. We remind ourselves that we need you. Pray that today you would come and fill your people with your powerful Holy Spirit's presence. Lord, we need you. Come, Lord Jesus.